Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Down Back Drop podcast. Again, this is Connor Evers, your host. Today, I'm very fortunate enough to have Coach Steve Conley, the Memphis University men's golf coach here. Coach Conley's been at the university for 35 years. He's been the head men's golf coach for 34. He's been a part of also 12 national championships here at Methodist. Coach also serves as the freshman year academic advisor. He also teaches the freshman PGM classes, so his hands are in a lot of things here at Methodist. Coach, thanks so much for coming on the podcast. Hey, my pleasure. Absolutely. Well, first off, uh, where were you born and raised at? Well, Connor, I was born in Washington, D.C. My father was in the military, and he happened to be stationed uh, in D.C. Uh, I was born in Walter Reed Hospital, which is uh, obviously a famous hospital uh, as uh, they look after our vets who are uh, who have been injured uh, in, in battle. Um, so my father, uh, as I said, was in the military. He re- retired as a lieutenant colonel. But uh, so I've lived all over the place, and it just happened to be Washington D.C. Very cool, very cool. And how did golf come into your life? Was it was it pretty early off, or was it later in your years? How did golf come into your life? Well, my dad was a uh, he got into golf in the military. Uh, he actually started to, to learn to play golf in Washington, D.C., uh, and his uh, one of the people in his platoon was Lou Graham. For those out there who don't know who that is because they're too young, uh, <laughs> Lou Graham uh, was a U.S. Open winner, uh, and uh, so he taught my dad a little bit how to play on the, the little course right there that was on base that ran through the, uh, through the, the buildings where they, uh, they lived. And, uh, I, you know, when I was about seven years old, when we happened to be stationed in Berlin, Germany, when it was an occupied city, mm-hmm. um, he bought me a few set of clubs or a few clubs from the local golf professional at the, uh, at the Army base. Uh, and I, you know, started to hit balls, and, and then I actually got to play a few holes. And, you know, I was playing Little League baseball and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, I, I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Very cool, very cool. And where did you go to college at? Obviously, I know you were a really good player in your youth, and and uh, did you get some scholarships, or how did that all work for you I going did. to college? I did. Uh, I went to uh, Murray State University in the western part of Kentucky. It's a mid-major. Uh, it's a school that's in the Ohio Valley Conference. Um, and uh, when my dad retired, he, he uh, moved my mom to Florida. Uh, since she lived all over, the, all over the place in the military, he asked her where she wanted to retire. And she said, I like Destin. Uh, they like the water and the beaches and, and the temperature. So they happened to pick that location. And, uh, you know, ha- having played uh, golf all the time in that kind of a climate, mm-hmm. um, I had some offers from uh, Troy State, which is a, uh, a now a Division One school. Then it was a Division Two school. Also had some offers from Western Kentucky University, another mid-major. Uh, and even Auburn University, but I ended up going to Murray State because I happened to have gotten to know the golf coach when I attended the University of Alabama's golf school for three summers, and I just really liked him. I also liked the thought of going a little bit more north so I could get on some bluegrass and bent grass. My, mm-hmm. my long-term plan was to try to play professional golf, and I knew I couldn't be a, a Bermuda specialist. I needed to make sure I saw some different weather, different grasses, different architecture. Plus I, I kind of wanted to see a change in seasons. I get a little burnt, was getting a little burned out playing all the time in Florida, just no break. 
So, uh, so I thought that was the best plan. And as it turned out, I absolutely love my time in, in Murray, Kentucky. It's one of my favorite places. Um, nice. I would do it all over again. Hmm. Very cool. Nice. That's good to hear. And obviously, a really good amateur player. When did you know you were possibly thinking about being professional? When did you know you were potentially good enough? Well, well, everybody, you know, when you're growing up, you're thinking of yourself and your favorite sport. You're right. thinking that, you know, you'd love to be a, 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 a PJ touring professional. Um, and you know, I, I knew that it would be a uh, it would be very challenging. Um, one of my close friends that I played against in high school um, in nearby Escambia uh, County, which is Pensacola, uh, was Joe Durant. And those who uh, may know this, know that name, he's won he won four times on the PJ Tour, and he's won a few times on the Champions Tour. Uh, you know, Joe um, just really blossomed and became a really good player. Uh, you know, I hoped that I would do that, but. Uh, you know it's tough. It's it's all about timing, and uh, it just didn't uh, didn't work out for me. Gotcha, gotcha. No, you had a couple injuries, and you mm -hmm. missed everything. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, sure. So the reason I came to Methodist originally was uh, my teacher, Dr. Jim Suddy. Uh, he and I had been working uh, together my senior year in college, and then my my last summer uh, as an amateur, and. Uh, you know, I just I was I didn't have any sponsorship or anything like that, and I knew I wasn't quite ready. I uh, didn't. I had a decent summer that last amateur summer, but I I knew I wasn't polished enough to be where I needed to be. Mm -hmm. And so Dr. Suddy said, "Hey, look, we're looking for a recruiter in a, in the PGA Golf Management Program at Methodist and an assistant coach. Uh, you know, it seems like you could use a job, and at the same time, it would give me some time to work with you." And I'm like, wow, that's a great deal. I'll be able to work on my game at the same time, you know, uh, kind of get uh, an income coming in, and mm -hmm. then uh, we'll see where it goes from there. And unfortunately, um, through all of my college career, I had noticed that I'd, I was having some wrist issues, and it just got so bad that uh, I ended up having to have the carpal tunnel surgery mm -hmm. in, uh, in between semesters. And so I spent the entire spring semester trying to rehab, and, and uh, that just set everything back. I'd actually resigned from Methodist University as the assistant coach and, and recruiter, mm -hmm. uh, thinking that I still was going to go play full-time. Yeah, they'd offered me the head coach's position, and I'd even turned it down a couple times. And then the little light came on in the back of my head and said, you know, you really enjoy coaching and teaching, and uh, what are you doing? And yeah. there's so, you know, you, you, it's going to be a while before you back to the level and even needing to improve on that level. Sure. sure. I'm like, uh, this is, this is crazy. Yeah. I need to, I need to stay here. Hmm. I guess what was the first motivation to go into coaching? Obviously like an amateur player and professional, but, um, you know, what motivated you to do that? Cause that's obviously completely different of being a golfer compared to being well, I started out as a, as a business major thinking that I was going to be a golf professional at worst. Mm -hmm. um, and, and there was only a one PGM program at the time. That was Fair State. And there was no way in the world I was going to go to Michigan <laughs> uh, in cold, cold climate. So, you know, I said, I'll, I'll get a business degree. And, and then if I, I want to go into being a, a PGA golf professional, that makes sense. Uh, I hated business. Absolutely hated it. Accounting and <laughs> some of that stuff. And I said... Well, you know, I, I really enjoy sports, and I really enjoy helping other people. I, mm -hmm. you know, my dad mentioned, well, why don't you go into physical education? Mm 
And I said, okay. So I decided to change my major and went to physical education. Uh, got a teaching degree um, where I could go and teach uh, middle school or high school as a physical educator mm-hmm. uh, and obviously maybe coach and that kind of thing. Gotcha. And it just, uh, the opportunity here at Methodist just allowed me to do it at a higher level, mm-hmm. at, at college level sure. instead of at the, at the younger age. But what really got me into coaching was the four summers that I spent uh, working for my golf coach at Murray State in his summer camps. Mm. And I found out that I just loved working with kids. I loved trying to help them get better. Uh, that just really connected with me. And that just kind of led me to, to realize coaching was in my blood. Sure. That's really cool. Nice. That's great. Uh, I guess back in, was it 86 when you got here first? Uh, fall of 86, correct. Okay. So what uh, what did Methodist look like from <laughs> then compared to now? Can you give me... I guess it's obviously hard to talk over audio uh, what it looks like, but well, let me let, let me just tell you. I <laughs> I described it to, to some people. I mean, looking at a Murray State University had eight to ten thousand students, mm-hmm. uh, and compared to about at the time about a thousand students, uh, the size was was not the only difference. Uh, it honestly was they were having the worst drought they'd ever had in the state of north carolina in the summer of 86 and there was no irrigation on this campus so to to speak of and honestly it looked like a nuclear bomb had gone off (laughs) there was no nothing was alive there was the trees you know 35 years later the trees have certainly matured but at the time uh it didn't look like there was hardly anything living Uh, there was a limited number of buildings there was uh, several places that were a little bit in disrepair, mm-hmm. uh, and I was like, what in the world have I gotten myself into? That's a fair comment. Yeah. Yeah, at the time, I was yeah. like, man, that's not what I'm used to seeing. Sure, sure. University's come a long way then. So Absolutely. That's cool. Very cool. Um, I guess back to coaching, you know, what goals did you have when you first started being a coach? Well, they'd already had some uh, some success here at Methodist, which was very appealing. They had uh, gone to the national championship uh, every year since '81, so you know they they'd started a, a streak and they'd finished second and third and fourth and fifth. And so they had uh, had some some solid teams and solid finishes. Mm-hmm. So obviously, if if they've already been in that level, then the goal is the obvious goal is hey, if we're going to do this, we're going to try to win a national championship. And at the time, California State at Stanislaus in California. It's a D2 school. Uh, well, it was a D3 member, but in a D2 conference, non-athletic scholarship conference. And with the cost of state schools in California being so low, mm. they had a really unfair advantage. Mm. But to be fair, they were very good. They right. had good players. They had a good coach that knew what, what to do to win. And uh, they actually won 12 of the first 15 Division Three national championships. Wow. Eventually, the NCAA said, look, you know, if you're going to stay in a non-scholarship D2 conference and play a D2 schedule and then just go play in the national championship sure. in D3, sure. it doesn't seem right. So you need to be in a three conference. You need to be playing a Division Three schedule mm-hmm. or you need to go D2. And guess what? They went D2. Right. So and then that uh, really was just great timing for me. Sure. Uh, and so we ended up winning our first championship the year after they left. We had finished runner-up to them uh, in 89, and then we won our first championship in 1990. Hmm. That's great. Good to hear. Um, obviously, you've been extremely successful as a coach here at Methodist. You know, what motivates you every day to, to get better as a coach as well as to get better, your, your team to get better? Well, you know, it's fun to win. Um, of course. And, and, and it 
early on in our success uh, here at Methodist, I, I really allowed myself to fall into the trap where winning uh, becomes uh, overemphasized. Mm. Um, you know, obviously I, I'm a competitor and I hate mm. to lose, and, and most people who love to compete, you know, they want to win versus lose. I don't know anybody who loves losing. <laughs> That's but uh, by the same token, you you know, it's dangerous to, to make winning everything. And I kind of allowed myself, since we won 9 out of 10 championships in the 90s, I kind of uh, fell into that trap where if we didn't win, then I was a failure. Mm. And so, uh, you know, I really had to take a step back and uh, look at myself and figure out why do I really want to coach? What gives me joy? Mm. Obviously, winning's an obvious for anybody, but I really started to dig a little deeper and found out that helping players get better, achieve their personal goals at the same time, trying to get people to come together to achieve a group goal, mm-hmm. um, that was really the reward. Mm. Uh, just seeing them get better and, and you know competing at a high level, graduating with a degree, uh, going into a, a solid career as a good human being, right. those things where I finally started to focus on those kinds of things and not just whether we win or lose, and uh, it allowed me to kind of get my passion back and and not be, uh, you know, if we don't win, I'm a failure kind mm-hmm. of mentality. And uh, so what drives me? It drives me is, uh, you know, if we're going to compete, I want to win, but I want to help these kids that have never experienced winning a championship to, to get that experience. At the same time, I want to help them become better people and, and achieve some of their goals. I, I enjoy that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm a 2019 graduate of our program, and uh, in 2018, you guys won your, your 12th national championship, and I went to school with many of the guys on that team, and, you know, what you just said pretty much just came to fruition. You know, all those goals and, and everything and that team chemistry, you know, that's what you're all about, and that's, that's a cool part about that. Yeah, it's neat when it all comes together. Um, you know, and, and, and there's been a lot of really good teams, and unfortunately some of my guys that didn't get to a chance to experience it even though we had great seasons won lots of tournaments lots of awards and honors uh you know we just for one reason or another maybe other teams played better maybe we just mm. stubbed our toe a touch sure. uh there's a fine line now between the winner and the loser it's not a huge gap yeah. Yeah. and uh you got to be on it at all times at the national championship or you're not going to win mm. so you know but i it, it i've been blessed with so many good people that mm trust me and believe in me and what we're trying to do here no way could i do it by myself mm-hmm. it takes takes all these guys that have that dream that want to work hard sacrifice and uh and and get in the trenches and and fight with me um you know and overcome whatever obstacle gets in our way sure that's cool it's good to hear so i have a fun one for you all right so if you could have all 12 national championship teams in one room what would you say to them well, first of all, I'm sure they would all have this discussion on who was the best. <laughs> uh, there's knowing how competitive they all are, mm-hmm. um, and they would all start chirping uh, yeah. about which team was the best team of the twelve. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. And and uh, I was scared to death you were going to ask me what would be the best five uh, oh, players of all God, times, so and I was like, oh God, oh God, oh God, that that that's the kiss of death right there, because <laughs> I don't care who I pick, somebody's going to get mad at me. Yeah. Um, 
Well, I would I would probably just uh, you know reflect on what an accomplishment that it was. Whenever that particular team won the championship, there were some overlaps. Some of the guys have been on multiple championship teams. Mm-hmm. I would definitely reflect uh, and try to uh, bring up some of the uh, things that happened during that particular championship year, mm-hmm. during the year, but also at the championship and the individual trials and tribulations and also the group trials and tribulations and also try to reflect and see, you know, what was similar from all the different teams over time and, and, uh, and some of the differences. I think that that's always kind of a neat conversation, like equipment's changed, courses have changed, competition has changed, uh, where we hosted, where, where, where we played the national championship has changed. So there's so many different yeah. uh, aspects some similarities, obviously, and, and obviously some differences, but uh, it would be neat just to, to hear them discuss, yeah. right, their experience and all that. Right. That's, that's really cool. I guess now looking forward, um, you know, what's, what's coming forward in, in your career um, and your current, current and, and future teams, you know, what do you look for in a prospective athlete? And, you know, how is your team currently structured? And for, for anyone that's a prospective student out there that, that wants to know. Well, first of all, uh, you, I'm always looking for somebody who definitely is committed to getting a college degree. Mm. And uh, I think, I think uh, throughout the country there is a segment of the population that is so athletic-oriented that they're, not, they're just thinking about playing sports mm. and they're not thinking about the degree. Uh, I think some Division One programs uh, in, have have that mentality. Okay. Certainly not all, not a broad sure. stroke, but uh, Division Three I feel like is way more student athlete oriented. Mm-hmm. It's part of the Division Three um, their their mission, yeah. and and I I like that because you know you're paying money to go to school and you, you're spending the time. Obviously, if you want to compete in sports, that's great. I love it. Mm-hmm but not at the expense of getting the degree. So you got to be committed to the degree. And then secondly, then what, what I'm looking for is somebody who loves competition. They love to play in lots of competition. They want to be as good as they could possibly be. And they're really interested in the team aspect versus just an individual aspect. Mm-hmm. That's very, very different mentality. Um, so that, that's kind of what I'm looking for. Uh, a lot of tournament experience and a lot of desire and motivation and wanting to be part of something bigger than themselves. Mm. Very cool. And I guess, how is your team currently structured? Uh, can you guys go through that process as well? Well, so, you know, we because of the uh, PGM program at Methodist, you know, we're blessed to have some phenomenal facilities and uh, that we probably wouldn't have if we just had a golf team. Mm. Um, so we, but because of the PGM program, we also have a lot of golfers. Sure. Now everybody assumes just because you have a lot of golfers means that you ought to automatically ought to be the best. Well, you know that's not how it works. <laughs> not the case, that's not the case. You got to have really good players. I mean, really good players. And and you know most of our PGM kids in general are decent players, but we're talking about championship caliber players. Mm-hmm. So um, we have to have open tryouts. That's Division Three philosophy. Mm-hmm. But especially because of the PGM, you know, if you have close to 100 golfers on campus, you're going to try to find out who can really play. Hopefully the guys I recruited that I, I really think can play produce. 
Uh, but every once in a while, somebody sneaks out of the out of the pack and and impresses you and and shows you that um, that they've got what it takes, and and that's a that's a blessing. So what do we have? We have um, we have a mixture of seniors, juniors, sophomores, and freshmen. Mm -hmm. They're from all over the place, from California to Maine to uh, Florida, wherever. I mean, right. they're they're all over the place, and uh, you know we go through this process where we. We bring back the best starters from the previous year, mm -hmm. and we also have open tryouts. So we have uh, 10 spots typically open for anybody to earn it. And then I also have five spots where I can reach out to the best five re recruits um, based on their either junior golf scoreboard ranking, their high school results, uh, you know, just, just uh, looking at everything about them and, uh, and offer them a spot, guaranteed spot on the team. Mm -hmm. So it's a, it's a, it's a gruel, grueling grind to uh, to get through the tryouts, and then that's just the beginning. Right. After that, <laughs> then they're competing against everybody on the team to try to fight their way through to get in the bus. Mm -hmm. Fortunately, the school has been committed to and uh, for us to have an A schedule and a B schedule, or mm -hmm. varsity and junior varsity. That's the old terms. Right. Um, they're all on the varsity, but an A schedule and a B schedule, and. Uh, that gives uh, a lot of guys an opportunity to get a chance to compete. So, for example, um, of the 20 guys that were on my team last fall when we had a full fall season, uh, 14 of the 20 actually played in competition. So I think we had five varsity events and we had three uh, B events. And that gave, uh, you know, almost three-quarters of the team a chance to actually see competition. Sure. And I think that's, uh, that's really important. Good. That's great. I guess more PGA related, obviously you've been a PGA professional for many years and um, you teach the PGA classes for the freshmen and you're also the academic advisor. So for high school senior out there, coach really makes a transition from being a high school senior to a college freshman, make that process pretty easily. Um, but uh, just, just kind of wanted to know, um, you know, what, what would you say for, for a prospective athlete, you know, some advice for them for, for being a future student at Methodist? Well, um... Hopefully they've got somebody that they're working with. Not that they have to have a swing teacher, but it's always helpful as they're developing their game to have somebody help focus on areas that they might notice that uh, that the player doesn't notice that they need work on and try to create some kind of a plan on, on possibly how to improve and, and get where they want to be. Uh, I also think that they need as much tournament experience. There's no substitute for tournament experience, period. So any tournament experience, obviously the bigger the better, but you know what, whatever your the family can afford and whatever's convenient, uh, you got to play, play, play. And I'd say thirdly, don't neglect the, men the mental game. Um, that is a big deal, and uh, you know, you've got to have that, you got to develop that, and course management is, a, is also a big part of it. Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of time, the, the tournament experience and having a, um, a mentor or a coach or pro uh, will help deal with some of their decision-making and, and some of the mental stuff. But sometimes they need to take a little extra effort and uh, really work on getting, getting their emotions under control, mm -hmm. dealing with their expectations and goal-setting, et cetera. Um, so I think that's a combination of of having some mentors and coaches and professionals uh, involved in their development. Gotcha. Very cool.
All right, that's all I have for you, Coach. I appreciate you being here with me today to talk a little bit more. Uh, appreciate your time. You're welcome. Enjoyed it. Of course. Yeah, thanks so much again. Um, happy Friday to everyone. Again, we'll post the third episode this coming Friday. Um, we will actually have an alumni this time, so starting to get into that process. Again, if there's any prospective athletes or prospective students out there, you can contact both Coach and I. My office uh, number is 910-630-7278. And you can also contact me on my email address, which is C-O-E-V-E-R-S at methodist.edu. We can definitely set up a campus visit for the future if you'd like as well. Thank you so much and have a great rest of your day.